listeners, kumusta na kayo? You are listening to Project Kalikasan, a three-episode student initiative podcast dedicated to Philippine nature and wildlife. Each week, an expert from the respective field will discuss and give insights on biodiversity and environmental protection. I am Kayla Tianco, and with me is Zaraya Buena. We will be your hosts for today's episode. Project Kaligkasan is in partnership with UP Association of Biology Majors and is brought to you by the Ateneo Environmental Science Society. Ready na ba kayo? It's now time to get some deeper insights on how the government responds to the needs of the country on biodiversity and environmental protection, especially at the Quirino Protected Landscape. For this episode, we were able to get the response of Forester Reynaldo Gutierrez of the Protected Area Management Office, or the PAMO. Our special guest for today, Forester Reynaldo Gutierrez, is the Protected Area Superintendent of Quirino Protected Landscape. As the Superintendent of the Protected Area Management Office, or PAMO, an office under the Department of Environment and Natural Resources, Mr. Gutierrez is responsible for supervising the day-to-day management, protection, and administration of the protected area. He also serves as the chief administrative officer and is tasked with establishing a productive partnership with the local community. So, you know, with this setup that we have today because of the pandemic, ang hirap talaga to conduct these interviews because I have my own fair share of these connections during online classes. You know, how about you? I think you have to. Yes, I agree. Because like when it comes to classes, sometimes we because of um internet provider issues. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have um problems with synchronized classes schedules, no. And dito sa project nato, we had to connect to someone from Quirino Province. And fortunately for us, we were able to get a response from Forster Paso. Uh, he is a representative, as I've mentioned kanina, of Pamo. And he's able to share with us his knowledge and experiences as the protected area superintendent today. Yes, that is right. Very grateful ako that we have this opportunity. And, you know, even though wala si Forrester Paso today, you know, with here today as we record this, um, I'm grateful, Ren, that he's able to reply to us and address all the queries that we sent to him about the Kirino Protected Landscape. If I'm not mistaken, you know, I did a bit of research also before doing this. Mm-hmm. There are numerous protected landscapes and parks naman all over the Philippines. So, do you mind sharing with us why we chose this QPL for this episode? Yeah, you know, that's true. When it came to the decision where we had to choose which protected landscape to feature in this episode, no? naisip natin, hmm, masyado madaming protected areas in the Philippines. And it was a very difficult question to answer. But, you know, the protected areas throughout the country also protect various species of flora and fauna. From what I understand, the QPL is actually home to 17 or more than 17 threatened species of animals and 24 critically endangered species of plants. I think Forrester Ray holds the answer to that. Yes, I do think na malalaman natin talaga kung what's special about the QPL yeah. through the course of this episode. So now I think we should really start and let's find out what he has to say on the general problems that the government has on environmental protection. Bali, under the national level, ang problema po natin dito is a lack of personnel. 
and inappropriate funds to be used on environmental protection. So dahil sa kakulangan po ng personnel ng PAMO at uh, PONDO, italagang eh, nahirapan po tayo sa environmental protection issues or environmental protection activities. Uh, tama. Ano, you see, we feature QPL not just because we wanted to see kung ano yung current standing ng QPL, but we want to deep dive deeper kung issues na kinakaharap ng QPL ngayon. And as mentioned by Forrester Gutierrez, sabi nila, right now, talagang may lack of personal and inappropriate funds that they are experiencing. Especially since pandemic, most of them, I think, are, are working from home, you know? And talagang kulang sila sa environmental protection issues and protection activities, as he said. We were also able to ask him about the current situation on the environmental protection of the QPL. Actually, hindi maiwasan, there still have a timber poaching na na-apprehend no? within the QPL. And uh, there are land conversion issue within the QPL na kung saan itong dating mga grassland ay naging upland agricultural areas dahil nga sa hindi maiwasan na paggamit ng mga glyphosate o herbicide na siyang pong nagtra-trigger ng opening of new agricultural upland areas. And then, ang isang uh, issue rito, itong overlapping of tenured areas. Kasi itong uh, QPL, large portion of the QPL are part of the Certificate of Ancestral Domain Title of the Bugalot and Agta Tribal Communities. Dahil nga sa pagkakaroon ng overlapping, of course, uh, alam natin lahat na itong kadti ay mayroon din silang batas itong ipralok. Itong RA 8371, no? the Indigenous Peoples' Rights Act, na kung saan uh, they have their ancestral domain sustainable development and protection plan na kung saan hindi naman nagtutugma kung minsan sa mga provision natin sa protected area. So dyan, medyo nahirapan tayo na mag-insist yung mga PA policies natin within the county areas. And of course, may mga CBFM areas within the QPL. Mabuti itong mga CBFMPOs kasi mga programa rin ito ng uh, DNR. So, at least they serve as our supporting arm in the implementation of the CBFM program. No? And, of course, ang nakikita natin na isang issue dito, itong uh, dapat talaga itong strict protection zone ay modelinate on the ground para hindi na pasukin ng mga tao. Yeah, so... There are so many problems pala and you know, we see it from the outside and akala ko lang it's just like, ay, hindi nila nagagawa ng maayos. It's, it's hard rin pala. That's true. I said like, it's very good na early in this episode nakikita na agad natin na kung ano yung problema. Kasi, of course, I, I, I'm pretty sure marami sa ating listeners tonight hindi sila familiar with QPL. Okay? Some, I think first time nilang marilinig yung QPL and even yung, ah, uh, protected landscape na term or na idea, no? And minsan nag-review natin yan when we hear protected landscape na maisip lang natin, ah, oh, okay, uh, it's a closed area na madaming diversity and that's it. Pero we have to look into the administrative uh, part ng protected landscape, particularly QPL. And makikita natin na nagkakaroon ng problema because we have a lot of issues that are left unresolved or may, marami pang mga issues na kailangan ng focus. That's why we're doing this tonight. 
ba? Yes, especially with what he mentioned dun sa tribal communities. You know, yeah. we cannot like leave the other one behind because we should recognize rin na they, they are ancestral domains and they have rights over that. Yeah. But at the same time, ang hirap rin naman na baka yung, yung mga species dun ay left unprotected. Mm-hmm. It's not just, um, okay, uh, protected landscape, um, mag-establish ka ng laws to protect it and that's it hindi ganun no it's it's a complex thing yes i agree with that and earlier remember when we started this episode we were quite unsure of what the qpl has on why we chose this protected area mm-hmm. all forms of biodiversity should be protected but upon asking forester paso on the species you know being protected at the qpl and whether there are any that needs monitoring because yeah. of the high risk of endangerment. And I am glad that this is going to be featured on our podcast. Uh, let's listen to his answer to this question. Of course. Uh, itong Philippine Eagle, may sighting kasi ng Philippine Eagle no? sa Nagtipunan, Kirino. Actually, may regular monitoring po ng uh, team doon na minomonitor itong Philippine Eagle, itong mga kalaw, tariktik, Baboy Ramo, itong Usa, Philippine Deer, at marami pang mga species ng ibon na talagang monitor ng BMS team. Actually, ang Senro Nagtipunan ay nagkakandak ng quarterly monitoring activities through BMS, itong Biodiversity Monitoring System. At actually, we have established permanent Biodiversity Assessment Monitoring Area. Sabali, naka-establish ng 2-kilometer transect line na yun ang monitor ng grupo regularly. And, of course, monthly itong pagkandak ng uh, smart plowing patrol. No? Na kung saan, monitor yung uh, forest status at mga threats sa kagubatan natin. So, may regular na team na nagmamonitor po rito to conduct observation and monitoring on uh, the forest status within the QPL. Ayan, ayan. So, kanina na-introduce tayo sa issues. This time naman, pinakita sa atin ni Sir Paso, yung first, yung diversity na meron sa QPL, no? no? Sinabi niya sa atin about the Philippine Eagle. May sightings doon ng Philippine Eagles doon. And other um fauna, no? We have the kalaw, tariktik, waboy ramo, different bird species. Usa, Philippine deer, di ba? And that was that. Inintroduce na rin tayo sa mga current um, policies and projects na ginagawa nila. So, narinig natin yung about sa BMS, the Biodiversity Monitoring System, and yung Smart Plowing Patrol, di ba? But remember guys, we have just scratched the surface. Later on, we will still learn so much about QPL with Sir Paso. So, we will be right back to discuss the present policies and projects of the LGU and non-government organizations as well on QPL. So that's going to happen after the short break. This month, the University of the Philippines Association of Biology Majors, or UBABM, will be launching its donation drive entitled Balik Handog to provide school supplies to scholars from Balara Junior High School. To support our cause, we invite you to join our raffle draw for only 20 pesos per entry and get a chance to be one of 28 winners of vouchers from Clean Canteen. 
simply go to tinyurl.com slash balikhandog and upload your proof of donation there. Who says we can't be environmental leaders in the new normal? Together, let's brave new waters with the Ateneo Environmental Science Society, the premier environmental student organization of the Ateneo de Manila University. We're all about protecting the environment, rain or shine. So, what are you waiting for? Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ateneo ESS. And together, let's be a hashtag force for nature. Project Kalikasan is in partnership with UP Association of Biology Majors and is brought to you by the Ateneo Environmental Science Society. All right. Hi, listeners. We are back. And as I've mentioned, Kanina, we will now discuss about the current LGU and NGO policies in QPL. So our next question for Sir Paso was, with so much species that we need to keep an eye on, we had to ask him about the projects of the national government, the local government unit, and the NGOs that have been implemented in preserving such species. Nandito yung programa natin na NGP and EENGP, itong National Greening Program or itong Enhanced National Greening Program na kung saan ang ating mga community, mga rural community people, ang ating partners and even LGUs sa pag-implement ng programa. At mayroon din po tayong cave assessment and monitoring na kung saan ina-assess natin itong mga kweba as per Republic Act 1972. No? para ma-determine natin kung pwedeng i-propose for uh, ecotourism site or uh, whatever classification po kasi may tatlong classification ng cave itong class 1, class 2, class 3. Itong unang classification talagang restricted po 'yan ng uh, pag-entrance, no? Pag-enter. Dapat talagang hindi po recommended for ecotourism site. Itong class 2 Uh, may mga portion na dapat uh, talaga totally close at may portion naman na pwedeng open for ecotourism. It, at itong class 3 naman na kweba, ito yung talagang napaka-advisable na i-propose naman for nature-based enterprise project. No? And then we have watershed protection and conservation project within the uh, strict protection zone ng QPL. At Of course, we conducted enrichment planting using endemic species sa mga restoration areas. So, mayroon po tayong mga NGOs na tumutulong, itong CFFQI or Community Forest Foundation of Quirino, at itong uh, Sustainable Environment for Rural Development Association, na kung saan itong SERDA ay nakabase sa academ sa Quirino State University. At itong CFFQI, ay nakabis naman sa PLGU. Both the NGOs are being supported by Forest Foundation Philippines. No, bali ang ang pondo nila ay from Forest Foundation Philippines. Bali ito sila ang ating ano ang katulungan sa pagkakapasitate, pagstrengthen sa mga CBMPOs. Thank you, Sir Paso. I didn't know that meron palas silang plano na going ecotourism site. I think that's a really great idea para, you know, preserve and protect. Parang eating two birds with one stone. Preserve, protect, but also parang in-advertise din nila yung tourism, right? Yes, and you know, the country talaga 
heavily relies on tourism. Kaya nga yung pandemic, it's a big blow to our economy. Mm-hmm. Tama. Pero alam mo yung takeaway ko talaga dito is yung community involvement. no I think nabanggit na sir yung uh, kanilang project with the rural communities within the area. So I think maganda yun na na-involve yung community. Especially itong project na to kasi ba diba, this is for our NSTP class. And I think yung isa talaga sa pinaka uh, malaking contribution na kaya natin gawin is be involved in projects um especially like this no. So magandang pakinggan na meron silang projects na based sa university in Carino State University, meron silang projects with the people in their community. So yun yung takeaway ko. Yes, I agree kasi we have to invite other people lalo na na nabanggit niya na they lack personnel and sa budget allocation. So I think the best way to compensate for that, for now, syempre, I think we should really add the budget to to protecting this, is to volunteer or to have other people na talagang active dito sa QPL. Right. And since you mentioned that, you know, about being active, we also asked Ren pala, to Forrester Paso about the role of students and the people living in the community in helping address the problem of the QPL. I also asked for any instances where students like us yeah. contributed to the environment protection of QPL. Actually, ang Penroque Rino ay bali nag-deputize po tayo, nag-deputize po ang DNR ng ambassador, no? mga estudyante from Penroque State University na environment ambassador. Sila po ang ating mga katulungan sa SEPA, sa Continuous Education and Public Awareness sa pagkandak ng IEC. Tumutulong sila para ma-educate ang kanilang kapwa-estudyante at uh, even itong mga rural communities. Ano? And itong mga CBFMPOs naman, as I've said, they are our partners in the implementation of different programs and projects of the DNR. No? Kasi there are 27 CBEP MPOs within the Kirino Protected Landscape. So, sila po ang ating partner sa mga programa po ng DNR within the Kirino Protected Landscape. So, ayun no, nabanggit niya, grabe, 27 CBEP MPOs within the QPL. So, that's a great number, I think. So, I'm very um, hopeful sa kalagayan ng QPL and sa future kalagayan niya. Also, Gusto ko din yung ambassadorship nila, no? Parang maganda yun, eh, na you're putting the students in the spotlight to advocate for QPL, di ba? Napakaganda yes, initiative. Especially since tayo rin ang magiging responsible in the future for yes, this species. exactly. So, as a final question, no? Since you've mentioned future, we also asked Sir Paco, no, what can be expected for the QPL in the next maybe five to ten years, no, with the current efforts from the different sectors of the community. Actually, uh, through PAMBI, itong Protected Area Management Board, we want to strengthen collaborative management arrangement with all other sectors, no, with all other sectors and stakeholders. So, sa pamagitan ng uh, collaborative partnership ay mas maging epektibo ang pagprotekta, pagkonserva ng ating mga natural resources within the QPL. Now, 
we want also to promote and well-managed nature-based enterprise project within the QPL. Dahil nakita natin na sa pamagitan ng ecotourism project, na pro-promote yung area at the same time na co-conserve yung mga ating mga biodiversity. Kasi may mga protocols, may mga system po na sinusunod tayo dyan. Unfortunately, dahil nga dito sa pandemya, eh talagang natigil po yan. Uh, actually, we have uh, identified the several uh, and potential no? potential uh, ecotourism sites within the QPL. Eh, sana, eh, talagang by that period, 5 to 10 years, eh, maging sustainable siya, ma-develop itong mga prospected ecotourism sites. And generally, ang objective po natin sa QPL, of course, is uh, biodiversity, conservation, and protection. And of course, sustainable development and management of natural resources within the protected areas. So, ayun, we already asked all our questions kay Forrester Paso. And yeah. Ano yung mga takeaways mo from this whole episode? Feeling ko nga, parang ang ikli eh. Parang ang dami ko mang gustong tanungin sa kanya. Oo, oh, eh, pero at parang kulang yung oras. Pero at the same time, parang ang dami kong natutunan. True. Lalo na about the projects that the national government or LGO or NGOs are already doing right now. And mm-hmm. lalo na they're trying to enhance it further. Tapos may foresight pa kasi they're thinking about the future, di ba? Mm, gusto ko yun eh. I want to shed light on that. Yung plan nila for the future na they want uh, parts or maybe whole sana, parts of the QPL to be ecotourism sites from 5 to 10 years from now, di ba? Yung keyword doon is They want this site to be sustainable. I like that word, sustainable. Yes, sustainable. Kasi it's not just about, siguro, not just about the business. You mm-hmm. know, what with Boracay and everything na dati ay ang daming trash, you know, we have to be able to use it and at the same time protect it. Yeah. And again, I will just echo what uh, Sir Pasa said, yung pinaka-last words niya for this interview. No? Sabi niya, ang pinaka-objective natin for QPL, of course, is biodiversity conservation, that's one, and protection, sustainable development, and of course, the management of natural resources within the protected areas. I agree. The last part, it really covered everything. Na goal natin para sa episode na to, sa podcast ito, di ba? Actually, sa project na to. It's very good, no? Na nag align yung visions natin. I like that. I agree. And with that, I would like to grab this opportunity to say thank you to Father Sir Reynaldo Gutierrez for sharing his time and knowledge with us today despite the circumstances. No? Kahit na nabanggit niya sa atin na work from home siya right now and medyo pack, no? hectic yung schedule dun sa Quirino. Talagang binigyan niya tayo ng chance to share his knowledge as the superintendent of the Protected Area Management Office. So thank you, sir. Yes, I agree. Very blessed po tayo na may response tayo from him. So once again, thank you po, Forrester Rinaldo Gutierrez. Todo suporta po ang project alikasan sa mga goals and initiatives ng iyong office. And as a form of gratitude, we would like to present to you the Certificate of Appreciation. This certificate is proudly presented to Forrester Rinaldo C. Gutierrez, for sharing his time and knowledge as a guest speaker in Project Kalikasan, a nature talk of the Philippines podcast. Given this 24th of April, 
2000, signed by Pauline Lontok, Group Representative, and Carl Angelo Caluag, NSTP CWTS Advisor. Thank you, Sir Paso. This month, the University of the Philippines Association of Biology Majors, or UBABM, will be launching its donation drive entitled Balik Handog to provide school supplies to scholars from Balara Junior High School. To support our cause, we invite you to join our raffle draw for only 20 pesos per entry and get a chance to be one of 28 winners of vouchers from Clean Canteen. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash balikhandog and upload your proof of donation there. Once again, Project Kalikasan is in partnership with UP Association of Biology Majors and is brought to you by the Ateneo Environmental Science Society. Thank you for joining us this week on Project Kalikasan, a nature talk of the Philippines. We hope that you picked up valuable lessons from our discussion with Forrester Reynaldo Gutierrez. Stay tuned next week for another episode. You can't miss out what we have in store as Ms. Nella Lomotan of Philippine Parks and Biodiversity shares with us the role of NGOs on Philippine biodiversity and environmental protection. That's right. Also, make sure to visit our Facebook page, Project Kaligkasan, for updates and for more information and infographics on our advocacy. That's projectkalig.kasan. While you're at it, you may also check out our podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor. Hit the like and follow button so that you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Once again, I am Kayla Tianco. And I am Zara Buena. And remember, show its worth, save the earth. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yay.